Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 550 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined as always by Stephen Kyle Brackey. We're the brothers in gray today. Actually, we're all wearing gray. Wow. Because Ben Funky Askren also wearing gray. Yes. Wow. Finally. Finally, the coordination we've been seeking all this time. So I said yesterday, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, um, you know, delay it anymore. Let's just get the announcement out of the way. That's probably why a lot of you are listening. Maybe not. Maybe not all of you. Well, but, you, know, you, got, you got to give them a little teaser to tune in because you know, you watch those numbers tick up as we go, as we go about, you know, it's not, it doesn't peak for another, say, two to five minutes, Christian. Yeah. So you got to gotta make some small talk or something. Okay, some small talk, some small talk. So I will say Well, this. I think the small talk is easy. We can circle back to. Are, are you happy about Myrtle Beach or sad about Myrtle Beach? So if you don't know what Ben's talking about, Bracky correctly predicted, I believe, that yep. Myrtle Beach would be the destination for Super 32. And they announced today that, in fact, is the reality. So Myrtle Beach, Super 32, how can you not? I mean, listen. I already reserved my condo on the beach. I'll, I'll do respect. Did you really? Yeah, last night. <laughs> we, have 20, we, have, we, have, we have 24 guys who pre-qualified. I, I think we read one for 16 people. Surely we're going to fill it up between coaches and parents. Easy. Yeah, 16er. That'll be nice. Yeah. Very fun. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, so I'm, I think it's great. I don't know if I'm going or not, but uh, I'm very, very excited for anyone that is. I think the kids will be excited. I I don't know how easy. I've never flown into Myrtle because I lived in Virginia. I would just drive there, but I'm assuming yeah. it's a decent hub. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited for Super 32 just to have. Yeah, because I'm sure they're just quietly. I'm sure they always had a plan, but that has to be so unnerving to not know. Yeah. This is not just a small little thing. These are thousands and thousands of people. There's so much to coordinate. Yes. They got to get so refs. There are so many refs. I mean, it's just uh, it's hard work running a tournament. So hats off to them for quickly making a plan. And I'm sure that they're going to fill that thing up because it, it normally fills up in a matter of minutes, right? Yeah, yes. September 26th, I think it opens for registration. The we don't. Yeah, so, so the early registration opens for the for the guys who are pre qualified, right? Top four at state, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, that opens September 26th. It actually is kind of crazy because it doesn't close till I think it's October 3rd. So that means you know whatever they don't fill up will then open October 3rd. So they're not gonna be able to buy their plane ticket. This is what I told my guys who aren't pre qualified. It's like, guys, you're not gonna be able to even buy your plane ticket until October 
fourth. I mean, dude, they're going to be so expensive by then. Like, let's just maybe plan on going to different tournaments if you're not pre-qualified. Oh, really? You think so? Yeah, I think so. Or just, nervous, or just buy, pay that extra like $28 and get it so you can have a free change fee or whatever. To cancel it. It's on the Southwest, right? Or Southwest, yeah. <laughs> Lots of travel Southwest planning options yeah. and suggestions from three veteran travelers. Uh, no one's probably traveled right. more than Ben, but we've traveled quite a bit. Although Ben has been kind of holed up the last couple months. Uh, I have a couple of at Austin, Denver, Cleveland for my hip. That's it. Yeah, not not much travel for me. But I've got, I got it coming up. I've got uh, a lot of stuff going up. I'm going to um, Austin. I'm going to Orlando. Uh, and then I have some other trips that I can't even talk about right now. Wow. Secret trips. Hey, we're, we're over we're over 300 viewers now, Christian. Uh, on, Facebook on Facebook alone. Yeah. Okay, so we'll, we'll get to it then. We'll get to it. Do I have your yeah. blessing, Ben? Why well, do you know, you know Scott? Have you know who Scott Adams is? No, but I know he's frequently in the chat. I think, right? No, like no, Scott Adams is a fa- famous cartoonist that did Dilbert, but he does a morning every single morning. He goes live on Periscope, and he has this thing called Simultaneous Sip. But so he always he talks about how he always waits like three to five minutes just to kind of just waste time drinking his coffee, and then he gets going while the audience builds up. Okay, that's smart. Yeah. Um, so I guess we had a, a, enough of a build up. Fortunately. You can, um, fortunately, you can rewind it back if you miss it. But here it is. So we have our next event, Flow Wrestling event. We've been working on what we wanted to do, and we came up with it. So I'll give you the details, then we can talk a little bit more about it. So October 31st, it's an eight-man bracket, okay? We're going to do it at 195 pounds, 20,000 to the winner, 10 to the runner-up, and so on and so on. There's payouts for first through eighth, right? Um, and Tyler has the graphic. He can put it up yeah. if, you, if you want. Put that graphic up. It's, it's pretty very, cool the, graphic. It's a great visual component. Yes, shout out to our guy, Matt Klingeman. He put this together uh, in, in short order for us. So we can so, announce hey, Christian, it. Because what? I, I'm, guess, I'm guessing fifth through eighth. I'm just guessing that you're not actually going to wrestle these spots. That just means if you show up and you lose first round, you get 1000 bucks. You're not That's actually going to exactly wrestle. right. Okay, you're not going to wrestle another match. Yeah, it's it's lovely parting gifts, um, like okay. when you get third on Jeopardy or whatever. Thanks uh, for trying. Here's a thousand bucks. Beat here's a thousand bucks. We give you we give you one grand for coming, and we cover your hotel. That's a pretty pretty decent deal, right? So yeah. the way it'll work, like if you if you make the semis, you're you're automatically your top four, right? Um, there's not yeah. going to be like wrestlebacks. It's just going to be semi losers yep. drop down and wrestle for third. So yeah, um, you know, over a forty thousand dollar payout. And the interesting thing about this is we don't have, uh, like, the set eight. We said, you know what? Instead of, like, trying to get all eight in here, let's just announce that we're doing it. It's happening October 31st, no matter what, no matter who is entered. If Mike Mal has to wrestle Justin Hale in the semis to make the finals, we'll do it. Doesn't matter. I want that bracket. Our bra- bracket's <laughs> in. Bracket's, bracket, I don't think being scouting Justin Hale. <laughs> My hip will be better by then. I could get a that with a thousand bucks. Yeah, you, you, your bone pin just entered and forfeited for a thousand dollars. We just typed okay. up. So hey, you know, I want to I want to ask you this question. Last night, is Pat Downey eligible? He is not eligible. He doesn't have. He does not have USA wrestling card, so he's not eligible. Well, that's not why he's not eligible. It's just where he's just not going to be on this. Because he's a douchebag or what? Because why? Well, why? 
We've been through this, man. Why would you wish yeah, that on us? Uh, I mean, listen, you know, the guy, the guy's a disaster. I don't want to be his friend. But, yeah, I don't think that means he, he should be precluded for every opportunity for the rest of, you know, I'm not one of social justice where he wants to cancel someone for their life. I'm not canceling him. It's just, uh, he's, why are you bringing this up, man? I, okay, we'll I mean, cancel Pat Downing. I don't like him. I'm not canceling him. I'm just saying he's not canceled. He can do whatever he wants. Okay. Just I because, canceled hold him. Hold on. Let's let's just be clear on what cancellation is. Cancellation okay. is this guy should never be allowed to wrestle again, and I don't think he should be anywhere. I'm not canceling him. I'm just not inviting him to my house, right? I'm not saying he shouldn't be able to exist and make a living. I don't want him involved in the event. Okay, that's fair enough. Yeah, that is fair. He's not canceled. So don't say I'm part of the, the cancel. I, I'm a, now you got me fired up, Ben. Jeez. Well, he's kind of canceled. We're not letting him in. Christian, he's kind of canceled. And listen, I said, I, I have been against this guy for like two years. I was against Pat Downey before. It was cool to be against Pat Downey. Way before. I, I was leading the charge like, this guy's a flipping idiot. Yeah. That being said, again, you know, I'm all for people, as long as they don't break the law and they're not supposed to be in jail, they should, you know, have at least a little bit of opportunity or maybe have some opportunity for forgiveness. They reform their ways. Yeah. Which someone I don't else, know that he's done that. Yeah, someone else can, can go ahead and do that. Um, okay, so do we? can we get to pick the eight that we want in today? I mean, I know we're maybe not going to get the eight that we want, but can we, like, what, pick these or? Well, yeah, we can. There's there's a lot of names that I think are are super interesting, right? Um, mm-hmm. One. Can any, I mean, can any 97s make this weight class? Are there any that will actually make it, you think? So I think some could, some couldn't. I don't know. Um, I think someone like Colin Moore could not. I don't think he can make 195. Yeah. Okay. Those days are, are done for him. Like, it, it depends. Who do you have in mind? Like, Jaden Cox, I don't think, could make 195. I don't think Jaden. Well, I, I'm so I'm just thinking because I think at 195, you know, it is relatively limited to the 86-kilogram participants. Maybe, I mean, maybe we see a 74 move up. But, you know, it's... I, so I guess that's that's what I was thinking. I was thinking, will there be anyone that moves down, or will it really be limited to the eighty-six kilogram guys? Yeah, I mean, I th- I think that that what I we as we've been talking about this, it'd be really interesting to see a, a lighter guy just throw his hat in the ring, right? Like a, like yeah, a Kyle Dake. Absolutely. What if Kyle Dake said, "I could win this. I made the Olympic trials finals at one eighty-nine, weighing yeah one seventy something, right?" Um, That'd be awesome. Yeah, see him in there. I think I think we could see like a Sammy Brooks. Miles Martin. I don't think DT timing wise would be in this event. Of course, if he wanted to, he'd probably be a immediate favorite to win it. Uh, just win three matches, take home twenty k. Yeah. Like would Ringer? Uh, I don't know if Mock well, could I, make it. Bo. I mean, Bo will probably want yeah. in him and Ringer wrestling this weekend. Um, the other one. Hey, Christian. I kind of texted you and I said a mean, and you said you know he can't. Um, he can't NCAA. win money, but I know there's golfers, right, that play on the P in the in the PGA, and then if they were to win the money, they they turn it down, right? Okay. Could, could he do that? Is that a possibility, or is it not because it's not for a world team? Like, I mean, obviously we don't know, right? We definitely don't know what the NCAA. We complained about them yesterday. We have more complaining about the NCAA to do today after we talk about this. Great. Um. Yeah, because I was getting irritated as I was speculating about how cool this could be, like. Oh man, be awesome if Aaron Brooks could enter, but unfortunately, oh, can Aaron Brooks enter? I mean, he can. I think he could do it, but probably not. Actually, 
the NCAA's got us probably two different ways. One, he couldn't get money. Two, with the competition rules or whatever, uh, you know, between. But so how, how's Kirkville wrestling this weekend then? I don't know. Is there any money on the line? No money on the line. And maybe because he's not enrolled fully or something like that. But they, but they can decline the purse. That's what happens in the PGA. They win, and then they say, I'm not interested because I have eligibility, right? So they could do that for this tournament also. Yeah, I mean, yeah, come on, Aaron Brooks. Come on, uh, Miles Amin. That'd be, uh, that'd be amazing. It'd be incredible to have those guys. I was thinking two, two uh, Panther trains, Drew Foster and Taylor Lujan. That would be really Ooh, fun. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, and Lujan, you know. Freaking guy, putting it all together, one seed in NCAs, and then boom, doesn't get to happen. I'm not sure, you know, that that's a big question. I don't know where everyone is with their training, but you know, you got six weeks. Hopefully, you're in a somewhat decent level of shape. We feel like guys are gonna be able to turn around and, and enter. Um, you know, someone else that that could be interesting is Zahid Valencia. What if he mm, rolled up? Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't see why he wouldn't. There's no good reason for him not to wrestle. No. No. Right? No. And th- I mean, there's there's so many guys, really. I mean, this is a pretty – it's one of the reasons we targeted this weight class. We were between a couple, and this won't be the last of these. But um, we said, hey, we feel really confident. There's so many good guys here. No matter what, we're mm-hmm. going to have a, a really good bracket. So, hey, if you're if you're an athlete and you're listening and you're interested, Ooh. we ran an article. What, Mr. Ooh? Kozak said, Kozak said Mark Hall. I think he's injured. I'm in. Yeah. Oh, oh injured? yeah. Yeah, that's why. Remember, he didn't wrestle uh, at Chael's thing oh. because he was injured. Remember, he was supposed to wrestle oh, no, at Mc, I, I, McFadden, right? Am I okay, remembering I this correctly? That. No, he's just Tommy Gant. Oh, Gant. McFadden filled in for him. McFadden filled in. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. supposed to wrestle Gant. Didn't happen. So, yeah, unfortunately, no. Maybe David McFadden throws his hat in the ring. He'd be really small, but why not? Uh, so yeah. here, hey, if you're interested. One, many of you have our contact information. You can reach out to that. But if not, just email flowwrestlingevents at flowsports.tv and uh, let us know you're interested and we can reach out. There's a lot of ways to get in touch with us, but we figured that would be one kind of like centralized way. But we won't limit. So, Christian, if 35 guys send their hat in the ring, uh, how do we pick them? Um, Good question. Is it? Is there a board that we sit down and we just start crossing them off? Yeah, it'll be inter- internal discussions, I guess, um, based on – I mean, there, there will have to be a pairing down. We're going to have more than eight people interested in this. We're going to have yes. to make determinations based on accolades and viewership uh, interest to fans of which, which eight it will be, right? Um, yeah. So that's we're, – we're not going to pick names out of a hat. I know that much. We're going to be – strategic with it and try to provide the best possible event for for our wonderful subscribers. So that's the plan. So can I bring up my idea that I, I ran at you last night? I, could we discuss that or is it but about the bracket? Does it involve Pat bracket? Downey or what, what is it? What's the idea? It's not involved. Listen, it does not involve Pat Downey. Okay, then go ahead. Unless he were to somehow be allowed in the bracket, then it would involve him. Uh, <laughs> So I, here's what I think we do. And maybe we could do this the night before and we could do it live and it, it would be hilarious. Or maybe we could do it like on a Zoom call. But I think we do a lottery draw and these guys get to pick their spots in the bracket. Right? You pick spot. That, 
Okay, so we have eight people. Okay, your number gets drawn, Christian. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the first person's going to be, um, you know, it's irrelevant, right? Because there's eight spots, so he just gets to pick a random spot. The second guy draws, right? And they say, oh, well, the first guy's really tough, so I'm going to be on the opposite side of him. So I'm going to pick the bottom side, right? The guy on the top side. Or yeah. they might say, hey, that first guy, he's a bum. I can whoop him for sure. I'm picking right next to his spot. We're, we're going first round. You know, so you have this thing where these guys are essentially they're being forced to call each other out. Um, and I think it would be it would create a lot of drama. I believe they did it on the early Ultimate Fighters. I'm not 100% sure that they did, but I, I feel like they may have. Yeah, so I don't – one, I think it could be good, but I would rather we just got together and made the, the bracket in a really cool and entertaining way. And I feel like we could do that really well. Two, I don't know how into it the – guys will be in terms of i think they'll be like i don't care i think i feel like half of them will be like whatever put me wherever they're not going to really get into it like you or they, i like a they family. will until no, you they start won't. doing it until one of them starts picking on the other one then it's gonna be like a game of mafia with those wrestlers once someone starts going nuts then, then it's gonna be on okay um and they start cussing each other out it'll be fantastic i don't i don't want that i don't want them cussing each other <laughs> what no. I want that for great TV. Well, um, yeah, I don't know how we'll determine the bracket. Well, I do. We'll we will pick it probably. Okay. Dang it. Yeah. I lose again. You don't lose. You don't lose. We'll, we'll see. Who knows? Maybe we'll make hey, it. Mike, Michael Andrews is on my side in the Facebook chat, so that's positive. All right. You got, you got uh, Mike. Joe Gilpin said Sebastian Rivera, full-size 195-pounder. Let's go, Seabass. <laughs> Yeah, who who is the smallest person you think could have real success at 195? Dig, I mean Dig. I don't think okay. you guys. No smaller than that. than that. No, there's no way. No way, impossible. Mm-mm. Three hour way in. Um, yeah, I mean Dig. Dig would have uh, a decent shot at winning. I I do believe. Um, there's no. Is there any foreign guys? Are the Russian visas still shut down? Because it would be nice to have uh, a little foreign flavor. Who's it? Uh, we could get um, what's uh, Blanco? Is that the Cuban '86's name? We get him in there. Or Blanca Caralta? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, if he could make, I guess he could make it. He's yeah. Dude, when he wrestles DT, he looks big, big. I think 195 would be a problem. Also, he lives in Cuba, which it's not very far away. It. You're right. Ben, you're right, but there's some political. It, it's a whole thing, but I guess it's it's been the restrictions have been. Oh my gosh! You know who I want in the bracket? I just thought it just came to me. Tell me, Yol Romero. <laughs> oh my gosh! I want yeah. Yol in the bracket. Someone call him. I'll call him. I don't have his number, okay. but I'll definitely call him. That would be awesome. He can, he makes one. He makes uh, um, he makes one eighty five. So, yeah, he can make 195. Let's do it. Well, I know how some of these uh, MMA weight cuts go and work. And they're like, <laughs> they're not exactly. Although, not I'm, I would imagine Yoel does it the right way. He, no, he misses weight like half the time. He's terrible. Yoel does? Yoel misses weight all the time. Then it, then 195 would be a real problem on a well, three-hour weight. Pounds. No, he it's missed, 10 more pounds, though. But it's a, he, does, he misses 185 day before. Which, Barely, but he always misses by like half a pound. It's not like these jabronis where they miss by like six pounds. He'll miss by like 
half a pound. So he okay. So Robert Whitaker, UFC 225, he missed by 0.2. Okay, he did miss by two pounds against Luke Rockhold. Um, two pounds. It's My yeah, gosh. you know, it's, he's always like okay. okay let's but if we can get Yo Romero in, I'm bumping the weight class up to 200 pounds, and these guys can all deal with it. No, we're not changing the weight. There's no negotiations. For Yo Romero, we will change the weight. Uh, Yo, if you're listening, we want you in bed, and I, I, I will, I will get this weight class changed for you. That won't happen, Yo. But you're welcome to make 195 on a three-hour weigh-in and make twenty thousand dollars if you win. That's how it's going. The number of people keep asking the Facebook chat. U.S. wrestlers only. Like, I don't see why no, international guys not. can't absolutely. enter. Yeah. We assume <laughs> internet. It'll be domestic, right? But obviously, if an elite foreigner wanted to come. We would welcome that. We just are there like any other unlikely. good? Um, are there any good other good eighty sixes um, in Pan Am stuff besides Toy Blanca? Sabalos, um, what's that guy's name? Sabalos Fuentes. He, Where's he from? Well, isn't he good a few years back? But he hasn't been good recently, right? No, he hasn't been good recently. But listen, it's if we're talking Pan Am elite at a certain weight, that's not America. We're we're sort of limited here. There's not a well, lot what of about Jamie Jaime Espinal? He took a set of silver in the world. Or in the, in the Olympics. That was crazy. In the in the Olympics. That was wild. <laughs> that was Ma- wild. Ma- Ma- Max Techfold him that year in two periods straight. What Yikes. the How did that, that happen? I have no idea. His his side cleared out a little bit, but he he still beat some dudes. Yeah, he did. Unbelievable. So, okay. Yeah, and it we're we're excited for this. We think it's going to be really cool. October 31st. And athletes, let us know. Hit us up. We can talk more about it um, intermittently throughout the show, and I'm sure we will. But this is a big show. And Ben Askren has to leave early for uh, make sure his hip's good and he needs to get yelled at uh, to stay on his crutches. So we want this appointment to happen. Yeah, um, not not too early. Only nine twenty-five. So yeah, bad. not that early. Wait, We're okay, probably gonna get out that time, anyways. Ethan Ramos, we could get him in. He he wrestles for Puerto Rico. Okay, yeah, sure. Uh, I'm I'm looking at the Pan Am bracket right now. Um, <laughs> let's see who's Ed Ruth. Why did this yeah, guy Matt, I'm with you. David Taylor. Let's get Ed Ruth in there. What'd you say, Ed David? Ruth, Ed Ruth's so small. This guy at the Pan Am Finals forfeited a Dave in ten seconds. What was that all about? I don't know. That's weird. The Peru highly, guy. Highly weird. Yeah. Sabalos uh, Fuentes lost to David Tenno, but he, he only lost to Torblanc, the 2-1 to one in the third place match. I'm in for him. Uh, he would be good to add Venezuela. Do you know 20,000 USD would go in Venezuela? They've had like 10,000% inflation in the last year. Yeah, everyone This man would be, he would buy a gigantic beach house, $20,000. Yeah. Let's go, Sabalos Fuentes. He beat Salas. That's how he got on my radar and back in... 2015, yeah. I think 2015 Worlds he beat um, uh, Salas, so that was that was cool. Who's got a contact for Sabalos Fuentes? Who doesn't? Probably nobody. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, whoa, we'll talk more about this. Did you see what John Kozak? He needs to be like in our earpieces so we don't have to <laughs> read it on Facebook. Um, did you know Ethan Ramos beat Deepak Puni at the Pel- Mateo Pelicone? I think I do remember that happening. You don't remember it. I don't I, remember that. 
I don't remember that. That's a big I win, though. I remember Ramos beating beat a world finals. Good guy. Yeah, let's go. Let's wow. get Deepak in the mix. I'm in for it. But India's getting crushed right now. They have like, like 10x the cases of America every single day. Yeah. That, very tight quarters in India. Mm-hmm. I can see it spread, spreading quickly there. All right. Are you, are, you, are you good? Can we move on to the next thing? Or are you going to um, throw in a random Panamer- Pan-American? Well, I might come back and think like, oh, my gosh, I forgot about this guy. You know, are you going to not want me to talk about how many awesome 195s we can find? No, no, I don't want you to, I don't want you to stop. I would who never who stop else? Are, and what about like an old coach? Like, you know, like, I mean, I think you texted me. Gabe Dean would be interesting. I don't know if he can make this weight class anymore. I, you know, and we need some some other interesting people in the mix. I think I think he can make it. He's I do like, too. Like 210 maybe full mm. feed obviously yeah i think gabe yeah gabe would be a good one maybe someone like nick heflin i could see him getting Ooh, in there interesting. throwing yeah. some guys um nate jackson's always fun so he's at yeah, he's 86 right yeah 86 yeah cool i'm in Okay, Dude, going hey, next? hey, I got got what? the first oh. got the first reach out from a, an athlete. He slid Uh-oh. the DMs. The Ripper, Chip. The the Ripper's in. Put him in. <laughs> but he, 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 doesn't, he doesn't get his he doesn't get his real name on uh, the bracket. It only says the Ripper. <laughs> we gotta tell Chip it's NCAA's though. He's like, dude, this is NCAA's, and then he, you know he's gonna ball out. He's making the semis for sure. Um, yes. Okay, so we'll see. I'm in for um, Chip Ness. He's in. The Ripper. The, the Ripper. Maybe we can get Shakur Rashid in and we can do a Ripper rematch. Because mm. that was, that was contentious. And Shakur looks, uh, who did he wrestle? Sammy Brooks. Brooks. Sammy Brooks. He looked, I thought he looked good against Brooks. Was, right? yeah. Brooks. Brooks, I thought, would just be a really tough matchup for him. But he, he made it really interesting. Um, was winning pretty late. So, yeah, let's get Shaq, mm-hmm. Shaq involved. All right, we'll, we'll be circling around back. This, but it's daggone Beat the Streets Day. I, I never would have thought on the day of Beat the Streets we would lead the show with anything but Beat the Streets. But, hey, big special announcement. Exciting times. So, well, well what? Are, are we going Beat the Streets? Because there's one other really big thing that we need to discuss, which is in total, complete insanity. Okay, well, I guess we always lead with total and complete insanity. So, go you ahead. Text him, you texted me about it. January 1st, Christian. The oh dead period is extended till January. My kids literally came into practice and said, what the hell do I do? Like, I'm trying to go on some visits. I'm trying to go see some college coaches. What am I supposed to do? I said, I don't know. I, I have no idea. What I told them, you guys might just have to gray shirt. Like, wait another year. Maybe. I would just, I I mean, just go to these campuses you want to see on your own. Yeah, but how do you sign? You can't talk money, right? You can't. I, I wouldn't think so. I mean, maybe you could talk no, money over the can. phone. Yeah, you you can still you do. Money. You can do that. So you can talk but money. But you can't over get a phone. feel for anybody. I mean, right. you can get a feel for what? Yeah. Yeah, you're you not like getting on. You can them. you can still do calls. You can still do Facetime. You can still do text, emails with the class of 2021, and I think 2022 can do phone calls now too. Um, you just can't. You can't be on campus. Coaches can't come see you. Uh. You can go to campus, but you can't have any interaction with the coaches, which obviously sucks. If uh, if the dead period finally does end on January 1, it started March 13th, that will be 293 days. Of deadness. Dude, so insane. 
Yeah, it's utterly wild. Yeah, college senior, sorry, high school. You know, we're, who were juniors and our seniors now? That's such a tough thing for them because I, I would very much recommend they don't commit until they go get to go to the college, get a feel for it. You know, see what you think of them. I would say don't commit until that. But now it's like, uh, you know, now who knows? Yeah, I, I don't know how you delay it, or but the the problem is. Once the aid starts going and, and kids start signing, then they're really going to be in a tough spot. They're going to have to make decisions yeah. almost, I don't want to say sight unseen, but. Yeah, there's a signing period in there too. Um, November 11th, I yeah. think it starts, and it's open for like three or four days there and then reopens again in like February. Um, yes. So. Should they delay the signing? That's what they, they've. I think they should. I know a lot of people have talked about yeah. that. I don't think it's going to happen, though. I don't either, but I th- I really think they should. Uh, I-, I think it's just in- – and that's probably how we know the NCAA will make the wrong decision because we know what <laughs> one would be, and yeah, they don't really. care really about the athletes all that much. So, unfortunately – Because you're putting the athletes in a terrible spot by terrible. essentially forcing them to sign without knowing what they're getting into. And, and we all know – the, the contra- contractual obligations of these scholarships are much slanted to universities. So if the university, you know, if the university gets an athlete they don't like, they can't force them out, but there are ways that they can kind of push them to the door. Whereas if the athlete, you know, now there's the, there is the, uh, the, the portal. So it's getting easier for athletes to say, oh, I thought I was going to like it here and I don't and go other places, but it's still not all that simple. That's the thing. You can't get a feel for... I don't know, you, you talk with kids in recruiting in the process and they'll be, before they go on any of their trips, they'll have these thoughts about what, what they like. Then they go and they hang around the team and they're like, oh, I fit, this is actually great. I fit in perfectly. And be like, yeah. whoa, this is not the culture for me. And those are the things you can't yeah. really glean over a Zoom call or a phone call. And, mm-hmm. you know, th- th- these are these are really big decisions. And par- part of me thinks y- you can make any decision a good one. Um regarding your college choice but at the same time there there's ways to optimize too so yeah i really feel for for these these uh student athletes they're they're in a really tough spot yeah i i totally agree um man and i you know i think you know i think back to my college decision i think a lot of it was because of the way i just I kind of felt at home with the team, right? I got to do my official visit, you know, and as it, it, for me, it was like I made a good choice. Bader's still my friend today. Jeremy Spade's still my friend today. Kevin Heron's still my friend today. You know, I, I hung out with these guys, and I'm like, man, I really like these guys. Like, I could see myself coming to school here, spending time with these guys, enjoying their company, and being part of the team, you know, and I felt that. And without that, who knows, you know, and I went to, I won't say which college, but I went to a few other places. I'm just like, I just don't feel this like I don't I cannot picture myself here whatsoever. But that didn't happen until I got on campus, got around the team and felt it. And so that's why I'm like, I can't advise kids to say, you know, blindly commit five years of their life to a university without feeling what they're going to get themselves into. Man, I think you might, you might be onto something with the gray shirt. Be like, I'm not signing yeah. nothing. Um, I'm going to wait, do a year at home, maybe go to a community college or something. I don't know. Just yeah. train, yeah, and then we've had we've had two out. or three kids do it in the past. Um, 
you know, where they, they'll take nine college credits for, you know, a couple thousand bucks and they'll continue to train with us. And then, you know, then they found a home later. Um, so I, you know, we might have to do with it a bunch of them. I feel like this year, the, the 2022 commitments are, are way down from where they usually are. Um, mm-hmm. but the class of 2021 commitments are rolling pretty good. Um, 80 of the big board kids are committed. Um, Dang. and there's over 200 commitments wow. in the class altogether. Um, so, but a, a lot of them have come in the past couple months. So it's, I think it's kids just being like, I don't know when I'm going to get here. So I'm going to commit to the school. I, I at least know a little bit, have been to, feel comfortable with and somewhat. And maybe, maybe you don't sign in November. Maybe you're like, Hey, I want to wait till February to see if this, uh, cause you don't have to sign in November if you're committed. Yeah. Um, school yeah, might but so- try to pressure you into it, but yes, that's exactly, that's exactly it is the school might try to pressure you and that, you know, I, I, I've said before, that's one of the things I don't like about the recruiting process is these college coaches try to use so much pressure as a tactic. And now they're obviously going to be able to do so. It's like, if you don't commit now, I have to go spend this money on somewhere else. And it's kind of a valid, it's kind of a valid point. So I kind of get it a little bit, but then, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's a tough situation for the kids. Yeah. Highly annoying. Very difficult. Good luck to the, to the kids making the decisions and, um, yeah, well, as we learn more, we'll let you know. Sorry about the dead period. I'm sure the coaches are super frustrated as well. There was a thought. Um, I know Tony, talking with him, he's like, hey, maybe maybe in October it'll get lifted. And But, you know, I don't, I don't think anyone saw it getting extended all the way through the end of 2020. I didn't see that coming. Seriously. I thought they would just continue to do it a month at a time. Yeah, that's literally what they've been doing since March and – uh, we, I'd said on here a few weeks ago, I'd heard that it was probably going to be October, but then like things were starting to come back, and there's having fans at college games and stuff like that, and I guess, I don't know, they wanted to try to. So here's what is happening: you, you've got these these athletes are kind of bootlegging their own trips, right? And they're coming, and, and mm-hmm. like so, the whole thing is. Um, the, the schools are, are worried about liability and bringing new kids on campus and, and whatnot. But now, you know, you've got high school teammates. They're like, oh, yeah, come and come check it out and showing them around. And now yeah. that's totally unchecked and untracked and there's no contact tracing and, or, or whatever. Yeah. And so it's actually probably less safe and less restricted. But it is a free country and you're allowed to drive to universities and walk around them, right? So now they're yeah. doing it without – university's involvement or oversight whatsoever well i think you can it's okay so two things two things on that point i think you can meet with regular academic advisors which is seems like shenanigans since you can't meet with the coaches that you'd be able to meet with their academic advisors that's what i've been told um and the other thing is i guess you can visit d2 and d3 colleges that's what some of my other kids are telling me is that like hey i went on a visit to uw lacrosse i went on a visit to uw parkside which are division two and three colleges within the state of wisconsin so that is also shenanigans that you could do visits to Division two and three, but not Division one, as, as if Corona only exists at Division one institutions. Correct. I do, I believe the dead period is over in D two and D three, and they did not extend it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so like, what the hell? Doesn't make and, any sense. Yeah, they. Um, it's, it's it's safe to be recruited on D two <laughs> and D three. This is a very very complex virus, and only on those campuses what? is it. A... Um. <laughs> I know that oh, uh, the NCAA did clarify something um, like a month oh. ago, and it was like you you can take 
like college ran tours around campus that right. are just put on by the school. Um, yeah. But they, they clarified because th- this is what, like, it was mainly for college football because this is what college football programs were oh doing. Was, they were like, a member of the col- the football staff cannot be part of the yeah. tour. <laughs> well, I was immediately like, okay, um, Tom Branch should just give the Iowa tours. Right. To these and they, yeah, they said no one in the athletic department can give the tours. It'd be so funny and, to be on like a, a – <laughs> A tour with Tom Brands, and it's like, you know, you got 10, like, regular students that are interested in, like, the architecture program, and then they just spend, like, three hours in Carver Hawkeye and going over their strength and conditioning. Well, that was the other thing is you cannot go to any athletic facilities unless those were already part of the tour before. Wow. See, how how stupid is that, that you can go to other college stuff with a regular thing, but there can be no a- athletic component. It's just it doesn't make any sense. It makes zero sense at all. Yes, makes no sense. Oh and what, what we've seen throughout this thing, and you know what? It is the nation's first time dealing with anything of this magnitude, you know, in hundred years. So I yeah. give a little bit, but it's just the inconsistent application of stuff, not just athletically, just across the board. That I'm like, well, which is it? Is it this or this or? Whatever. Um, can't get on the same page. It's unfortunate. Hopefully it gets better soon. Yes. All right. Freaking wrestling is happening tonight. Dad calling it, Ben. 630 Let's do Central, it. So, 730 Eastern. No. Last we, night was kind of crazy, Christian, because there was Super 32 announced, mm-hmm. Dead Pier was announced, and then you guys announced a tournament this morning. So that's all like three kind of big talking points, all like boom, boom, boom. Yeah. No, it's great. Um Except for the dead period. That's not great. So, uh, well, we did this. I forget the last time we did this or what we were betting on. But we bet push-ups and stuff. But we, we should do another. We have our Flow Wrestling betting lines for tonight's event. We should spend our fake money and uh, bet real push-ups. What do you think? Listen, I'm not, I'm not betting anything till, till Bracky does his push-ups for me. You can bet. You can still bet. He'll do the push-ups. I'm gonna do the dang He's push-ups. Do I'm just push- not gonna do them on the table. Look at this guy. You think 50 push-ups is anything for him? Come on, in his sleep. Rip him out. Give, give us, give us five push-ups just to make it. You know, no. Give us He's little, not gonna do push-ups. Come on. on. I'm not doing push-ups Brecky, on the table. On the table. Why not? He's got too much pride. He's. he's I'm just not climbing up on a table and doing push-ups. Why? He's you very. Show people how strong you are. <laughs> Clearly, I don't need to show people that. They can see it just by looking at me. Yeah, that, that's true. And two, I don't know how much five push-ups is going to prove either. That's true. <laughs> I was yeah. going to say, dude, five push-ups? Bracky is a beast. He just cranked up five like that? Like five in a row. <laughs> I'm serious, dude. I saw it. You could do one of those who's at Reese Humphrey. These two, the ones where you like flip around, you know, do a push-up and then like do a 360. Those are easy. You know, or those are too easy. Clap your hands. You way back. too easy. Yeah. We like to do them the old school way with grit on our knuckles. No, no fancy flips. All right, so we've got our lines. Let's go over them. Oh, what, what do you say? Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm just disappointed that I can't get Brad Cage doing any push-ups. I'm you never did them. your push-ups. Those that was from like 2014. And you never did them, so I don't. I, I don't even recall this. I don't recall this, Christian. Uh, you might just Bracky. Bracky doesn't recall. I don't recall that. Bracky doesn't recall. So until he recalls it, he doesn't owe you push-ups. There. We, now we're even. <laughs> Okay, so the first betting line, the main event, Yanni Diakamahalas versus Vladimir Kinchikishvili. Very short names. It's Kinchikishvili is a slight favorite at minus 125. 
the spread at half a point. Over under ten and a half points. Thoughts on on these this line here, Ben? Um, I would not bet this because it's all so close, right? There's not there's none of those that I feel I'm really comfortable with this one. I think that I'm going to win for sure. So I I don't think I think I'd probably pass on this line. I would I wouldn't bet anything here. Who do you think wins? Yanni in a really close one, but you know, again, I think it's like I think it's I don't want to say a coin flip, but yes, yeah, somewhere close to there. Which and that's what I, that's what the betting line reflects is that that, and so you know, usually when those betting lines reflect that, and I actually feel the similar way, I usually don't bet those bet those fights. Yeah, I I do think it's close. I'm leaning Yanni. I think Yanni could win. I I just think he's gonna be super prepared. He's been in this spotlight before. He's so hungry right now. It's like we've seen how good Kinchikashvili is and has been, but the 2016 Kinchikashvili we haven't really necessarily seen. And I think Yanni has proven he can wrestle these internationally elite guys. He has a common opponent win over Musakayev, I believe, who beat um, who beat Kinchikashvili. So I think it's going to be him. And I wouldn't be surprised if he opened it up a little bit and it wound up being something where they exchange early and then towards the end he gets a couple other takedowns gets some things rolling and um his his six minute pace we've seen is is yeah be can be a lot right so i'm expecting mm-hmm. yanni to win here i often pick yanni to win wrestling matches i thought he was going to beat zane he did not uh i thought he would win senior nationals he did not or maybe i picked jo who knows who can remember we'll say i picked jo um, but I, I think, think you he, actually did because I think I did not. I, I picked Jo to win. I think I was the I only so. one actually. Um, so I'm going Yanni pulling away late, close match. Some ridic- We're gonna see some ridiculous exchanges here. Both these guys are like yeah. straight up wrestling geniuses. Think it goes over yeah. ten and a half? Over ten and a half. So that's like a six. Five. Yeah, I do. I think it could be like a six five. I think he could get, he could get. Man, Yanni getting eight points wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me. And if he gets eight points, I, I would be surprised if um, Kinchikishvili just gets blanked or doesn't get at least four. Yeah. that's I, Yanni is always giving up uh, at least a couple points. You know, Even like when he steamrolled um, Oliver and, and Molinaro, I believe they both scored five points on him, right? It was like 16-5 and 15-5 or something like that. Yeah, for sure with the, with the J.O. one. He definitely pulled yeah. away late there. And another thing that he was talking about in his interview with Mike Mal was he feels he he needs to get out of this in some big matches where he just kind of hangs and waits a little bit. And he says it's yeah. it's only bit him when he's done it in these close matches with Zane, close matches with McKenna, kind of waiting. He said he spends too much time standing around, and that he would basically his goal is to go as hard as he can. Put as much pressure on the guy if he if he fades and gasses, that's just kind of what happens. But that's how yeah. he is going to want to go down. Now, a lot of guys do say that, right? Uh, I think that's the mentality, or at least the the words you get from a lot of elite wrestlers. I think application is is really really tough. But I think if someone can apply that, I think it, it's probably someone with Yanni's mindset. Yes, agreed. Cool. Um. A couple things while we're on this topic. Uh, Kinchish Gavili, Gavili 
joined the NYRTC <laughs> yesterday. NYCRTC. NYCRTC. I'm all over the place Offici- right now. Oh, so he was not. He was, but I thought he was trained there before. But so now, now it's official. I think or he'd what? been there for a little bit. Yeah, now it's official. He's going to spend a lot more time there. He is still going to go back to Georgia, uh, some and train. But he's going to be. I know. And Kendall said the goal is to get there. Him there full time after 2021. Wow. After 2021. Yeah, so he'll be splitting a little bit of time before the Olympics. Um, But then afterwards, they want him there full time, and he's not sure if if he's still going to, like, compete afterwards. But they would still like him part of the program to help out uh, with RTC in Columbia. Interesting. Okay, that's what I was going to ask is, like, after 2020, is he going to retire from wrestling? Because he obviously has been competitive for for quite a long time. He's 29. Yeah. Damn, he's been around forever, hasn't he? Does he not, made, I, I would have guessed like the 32. Olympic finals at in twelve, which yeah. would have made him that's uh, twenty one. Yeah, pretty dang young. Yeah, damn. Yeah, that's really young. So um, I think his age is true okay. too. Man, the NYCRTC is starting to really. You know, I, I think Chimizo is almost full time there now. Kinchivili, ah, geez, Kinchi's uh, Kinchi, almost yeah. going to be full time there, and. uh they're they're really starting to spend some money, bringing some international flavor, and in. I think this ho- hopefully that's gonna be good for American wrestling. Um, that we're bringing some of these guys in who are really really talented, uh, skilled. Oh, he said oh, talented. He this is the best day ever. <laughs> I announced the eight skilled. man. I finally broke I him. <laughs> he agrees. He's talented. Kanchikishvili <laughs> is talented. Oh skilled, man, skilled. We uh... and, and skilled. Tyler, we have that fire promo too. Oh, I love uh, fire promos. Let's play them. If we could play a, that a really what? quick, Yanni and Kinchi, or Lado as oh, they call them. Yeah. What's Lado mean? My name's Yanni Diakamahalis. I've wrestled two years at Cornell. I wrestle 65 kilos and I'm wrestling Vladimir Kinchikishvili. <laughs> I think I'm, you know, pretty laid back, pretty go with the flow, but I can be serious when I need to be. I started wrestling when I was young. The more I did it, the more it just kind of became part of how I identified myself. And before I knew it, it was all I did. I would describe my wrestling style. There's a lot of different stuff going on, and I want to create as much chaos and disruption as possible. I want to control the match, but I want it to be very emotionally taxing for him. On Thursday, I want to be able to put a lot of pressure on him, and I want to be able to create a lot of positions that he's not comfortable in. Vladimir I am Georgian wrestler. When I was young, eight years, you know anything about life. I start wrestling and in my mind was only one thing. I want the Olympic champion. Your gold medalist and winner, Kichi Bashvili of Georgia. On Galodny. He said it's us. Each of them got some pluses. Yanni uh, is young and he's hungry to wrestle. And Lada has an experience and would be a very interesting match. What do you think is going to happen on Thursday night? He said, I think I, I will be happy.
was at his peak, he was one of the most technically impressive guys that I had watched. This match is an opportunity to test myself against one of the best wrestlers in the world and to show myself where I need to be. Yanni. I know this guy when he was young. He's very good. To become an Olympic champion, you know, I think it takes hard work and discipline and a level of focus and intensity that most people would say is unnecessary. We were saying that they always dream to wrestle on this event, beat the street. So now it's it's really great opportunity to wrestle, especially Yanni, because he's saying he feels like he's a future in 65 kilo and international level. Like it, Mr. Beat the hey, Streets, Yanni, back to back years, and against like, you know Bajrang was number one in the world, and then uh, Kinchbili's former Olympic champion. So really, two really awesome opponents. I did see the Kyle Dake weights in the background of the little Barneys. You guys see those? Oh yeah, pick up on that. That's his. And then that's the other his thing garage. Was, that's Kyle's garage. Oh, is it really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's wow. where we shot okay. his, that, that, makes... that other stuff. Yeah. Oh, I did not pick up on that. The other thing was, those are Spieth Anderson mats. That company hasn't been around forever. Can't, can't these guys get some new mats? Someone needs Dalmer, maybe spot, sponsor these guys, throw them some new mats. Spieth Anderson, that's like 30 years old. <laughs> the 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 Dake mats? Or the Dake garage mats? Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, because you can see at the bottom of them, they had the SA on them. That's Spieth Anderson. That company hasn't existed for very many years. The mat looked great. Listen. Mm. Man, so I remember at Gap, we had this old mat from the Deaf and Blind School, which which didn't have a wrestling team anymore. It was okay. the, it was the, I mean, the thing was like from the 70s or 80s, like early 80s. And it was uh -huh. the softest mat ever. It was like the guys wanted to practice on it more than like brand new, whatever. I think it, I don't wow. want to say the other brand name because they'll just get mad. But um, yeah, it was like an amazing mat. So yeah, the oldies can be goodies. Uh, not not everyone just gets the new bright shiny object, Ben. <laughs> okay. Try to keep these guys safe. I don't want them injuring themselves on old mats. Yeah, well, the, some of the new mats are very painful. Not painful, but more painful than a little, other. Ones. A little stiff, a little harder. They're stiff, yeah. Yeah. Um, now, now then again, there's the old Wisconsin mats, which. Did you ever mess around on those before they got the new ones? They were so soft, you could stand there for like a couple minutes and you would just sink down in. And they were, yeah. And you would go back and then you would come out and your footprints would still be in there like minutes later. It was like clay. Yeah. It was, it was so bizarre. Bad. So it was bad. like super soft. And then Matt McDonough ran arm bars on Kyle Brackey for like 45 minutes. Yeah. And it was pretty hilarious. <laughs> I, the, I've never felt an arm bar like that. It was insane. Yeah, <laughs> I remember Spencer Lee was teaching some arm bars. This was two years ago when he was here, and you know, every time someone would say, "Hey, can you show it again or something?" His partner would be like, <laughs> "Yeah," make this face like, "Damn it, not again." <laughs> yeah, sure, no problem. Also tonight, real quick, uh, before wrestling at seven thirty at six p.m. Eastern, free. Uh, for everyone on the site is the virtual benefit. Um, ben, aren't you involved in this? Yeah, uh, I'm interviewing Justin Gaethje. 
Awesome. Ooh, so cool. a lot of really good yeah. stuff. I think uh, Jordan Burroughs and Jaden Cox, Helen Maroulis are all involved in some way. So if you're looking for something to do, you, you can't wait for wrestling, tune into that. It'll be free at 6 p.m. on the site. And also, bottom line, this is about um, this telethon and everything is about raising money for Beat the Streets. They have a goal of raising, I believe, $650,000. They raised over a million uh, last year. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Beat the Streets is an organization that we're – proud to support and hope that the wrestling community would would step up and, and help these guys out as they're doing a uh, a great service for wrestling and for for young people in in disadvantaged situations so please step mm-hmm. up as best you can obviously it's a tougher time for for some of us um, some of you and so obviously we understand but if there's there's a way you can help financially I know it'll be appreciated. So yeah, I think we're gonna have uh, like text to donate codes on the on this stream and everything you'll see all night. And then I think if you just go to btsny. dot com slash donate, I think uh, I think that works. Any questions about donating? Hit us up. We will be happy mm-hmm. to answer that and put you in the right direction to help out people's mm-hmm. streets. Okay, next match. That was just one. Um, that was we just gotta, one. We gotta get boogieing because we're we're moving on up. Seth Gross versus Joe Cologne. Cologne, a minus 120 money line. Gross plus 100. Over under 14.5. Spread has Joe minus 1.5 point favorite. Ben Askren, what are your thoughts on this match? Well, my thoughts is that the over under is the easiest bet. Um, I think in their one match, they scored 28 points, and I think their other one was 19 or something. So that's probably the one I would pick to bet. And then just knowing these guys, I can't really foresee a situation where the score is relatively low. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's kind of if, – if I was any bet I was going to make, uh, it would be that one. Um, Cologne's obviously the favorite. He won both matches. Uh, but we – you know, Gross has obviously gotten better since then. So, I, you know, I think the, the overrunner is a much easier line to bet than picking one of the winners. So you think the over – I think the over for sure. I mean, like I said, the one match they scored twenty eight points. I mean, they weren't even close to this line. I, I think I think the possibilities. I, I would have put the over under much higher. I think the possibilities they score under four, fourteen points is is relatively low. I just don't. I don't foresee that happening. I would be pretty shocked if it's if it's six to four, Christian. You're going to be shocked. I won't be shocked. Right? I think I think Gross really. Is gonna, I think Gross is going to slow it down, make it a more you think tactical so? match. Yes. That's my opinion. Wow. Okay. I think Gross is I think okay. Gross is gonna win. I think he's gonna come in with a uh more developed plan. I, I think you know, there is a chance it, it just mirrors the other match, but I think three years ago it was really different. And one thing I've kind of always I know Gross has been in a lot of shootouts, as has Joe. You know, both those guys have had crazy matches mm-hmm. with Nashawn. But I I see in this version of, of Seth Gross you know, you think about the Nick Suriano match and, and where he's real strategic match, right? And and similarly with NATO, I think I like Gross here, although Joe, I understand why the money line is for Joe. I think Gross at plus 100 and the under. That's my thought. Yeah. So, um, but one of the things Joe does so well, and when you say, you know, when you say gross will slow it down, I would, I would push back and say, okay, well, what's the strategy to slow it down? Because one of the things Joe does so well is not only is he, you know, really proficient when people attack his legs, but he also is really good at forcing upper body situations, and he's really good at getting points there. You know, so it's like 
okay, he's going to tie him up with an underhook or overhook or two on one. And, um, you know, that would typically be a good strategy against someone who's great when you shoot on them. What you guys got? You guys got exciting news over there? Yeah, man. Well, I'm just, we're just looking. Um, Miles Amin slid in the DMs and put the eyeball emoji over the eight man announcement. Can he wrestle? He's the one sending the eyeball emojis. I didn't send the eyeball emojis. Put him Listen. Miles Amin. The NCAA ain't going to spend Kyle Brecky. Put Miles Amin in. All right. That's his, that's his problem. Yeah, Nate Jackson sends, uh, sent the telephone emoji, which I think means call me. Maybe uh, he'll call us. Maybe uh, it'll be a text. Well, I would just put him in, right? I mean, you guys already explained it. They win this much money. Just throw him in the bracket. Love it. What do you think? Okay. Yeah. There's two good ones. Okay, so so what I was saying about uh, Cologne and Gross is that Cologne is so good at scoring those upper body positions, which then makes people you feel like they're forced to then – shoot on him and then when they shoot on him he's pretty good at scoring there also so um you know it's a good situation he's got a good strategy obviously he's been a world prime medalist so his strategy has worked out relatively well for him yeah um people forget seth gross lateral drops sebastian rivera that was awesome that was an epic match <laughs> yeah uh, seriously um okay so you've got who do you have here though Oh, uh, he, do it. he wants to be fence sitting Askren. I'm not no. gonna allow that. Not on my watch. Uh, well, I picked Yachty in the first match, and I will pick. I'll pick Cologne thirteen to twelve. Ooh, I love it. Yes, I would take gross money line in the over. Our first match was sixteen points. Second one was twenty eight. I know it's too obvious. That's my thing. It's too obvious. This is a that's bait. You know that meme? That yeah. That's bait? Yeah. 14 and a half is bait. It's going under. Um, okay. Next up. Um, Victoria Francis versus Alexandria Glaude. Francis minus 140. Glaude minus 115. Francis half a point favorite. I think... I don't know. Uh, I, th- I think with Francis's experience, I would... I would lean towards her i think this could be i would if i was gonna bet one thing here i'd probably bet the over i think this will be more than seven points yeah seven in freestyle wrestling seven points is so low um, yeah right it's, it's a couple t- i mean they're gonna be forced to get a couple points through the passivity and that's a takedown or two and then and then you're there i also i every time i see a negative half point spread i i, I get uh or a half point spread i get so uh annoyed because well, because I think like you, well, you got to win, but then I always forget. Well, you could actually wrestle a six to six match in freestyle, and that would be there would be a winner, right? Mm-hmm. So Victoria Francis won six to six. She would actually lose against the spread, which you know normally in sports, there one person needs to have more points than the other person, kind of as Aaron Pico was pointing out. <laughs> but it just so it never registers for me. I, I don't. I'm not sure this would be super high scoring, but but these. Uh... Women are very hard to score on. They like Kozak mentioned in the chat. They had a three-two match in December, and it was kind of interesting because uh, Francis was winning two-zero. Uh, Glade was in on the on a shot, but she was also on the shot clock, and she had Francis's leg up in the air, but she couldn't finish before the shot clock expired. So she got the takedown, but as with like five seconds left in the match, so it showed two-two on the scoreboard for a second as time was running out. 
because the scoreboard operator was slow getting the one up for the shot mm. clock. So France is actually 132. There was some confusion at the end of the match, but uh, I kind of lean towards the under here, and I would probably pick Francis. All right, here's where I'm um, um, next match. Gable versus Trent Hilger. Um, Steveson, minus 1,000. Hilger, plus 900. Spread, Gable, minus 7.5. Over, under, 13.5. My, I think, the, I, in my opinion, the most obvious bet of the whole board here is Gable over 7.5. I think this is a tech. You mean Gable spread seven and a half? Yeah, spread seven and a half. Yeah. I think he. I think he wins by eight or more. I think it's a tech. I think he, this is freestyle. We're talking a five. First of all, I don't think Trent Hilger yeah. is taking him down, right? Under any yeah, circumstances. Yeah, I mean. So now we're just talking about can Gable get ten points in six minutes in freestyle? Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I love Trent, and I would love to be able to pick him here, but. I, I don't, and I'm, t- I'm thinking through all their matches, and he's been able to stay relatively close in folk style, but I don't think he's gotten a takedown in any of those matches. He has not. He has not. Yeah. So that makes it really hard to want to pick him. But, you know, I know he's been training hard. Um, I don't know what Gable's training's been like. Uh, hopefully, he, you know, I would think he's probably been training. That'd probably be a good guess. So, yeah, I, I want to pick Trent out of sentimental uh, value, but it makes it hard when. He hasn't got to take down a folk style yet. Their their matches have been uh ten five, ten four, eleven two, um, and it's just pretty much been a takedown contest, uh, for Gable. Yes. Yeah. And plus the Gable's got a really good gut wrench. He's got feet to back ability. I think he's four or five Trent in the past. So I think uh I I think Trent's excellent, but Gable is world class. And so yeah. I think I think he covers that spread. Ampar versus Jack Mueller. This is one where, where Vito, a late switch, and, and uh, Cornell gang's like, well, hey, we got this uh, world-class Russian guy. <laughs> this Uregan champ just like, sitting around here. Yeah, he bombed Dan Dennis. Dan Dennis bombed him. Great match. Uh, would you want to have him? Sure. So he's wrestling Jack Mueller. I don't remember the last time Ampar uh, competed, but we know he's darn good. He's got to be the favorite here. He's a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Feels like should be a bigger one than that. And that's um, kind of what I feel like too, Christian. I feel like that line. I mean, uh, Jack Mueller, just lost, didn't he lose 8-0 to, to um, Rome Bravo Young? Yeah. So, I mean, Rome Bravo Young never won the year again. Or, you know. <laughs> you, you know what? He's right. <laughs> never won the year again. Rooster, what? Did you know it says Rustam Armpar wrestled in college matches? What? Who's that can't that? be right, can it? What college? I just Googled it. It's on it's on WrestleStat. It oh, says no. he wrestled he entered, five he matches. A, uh, yes, he entered a uh, he entered an what? open. Where did he what? enter? What? The... It, uh, it doesn't say what open it was. It was on November 4, uh, 2019. I would guess this is like uh, maybe Southeast Open. Yeah. Cause look at all these yeah, teams he lost from the south. Jamel Morris and Paul Conrad. What in that. the world? That's well, right. Now it I was, want to pick Jack Mueller after looking at that. It was the NC State one. Oh my gosh. Well, he's not. He doesn't know. He doesn't know the folk style. He, he does not know how to wrestle folk style. Obviously. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Concerning. Okay. Well, maybe not. Um. It, 
uh, Ampar been out in these streets. He was like 2009, Junior World Silver, made the one twenty fourteen Uregan, but was in the finals again in like 16. He's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to find some more information on his stats, and I can't really. Um, we need to bring Spay in to, to lay some Abkhazia Rostamampar knowledge down. Yeah. Well, so 2016, Ivan Uregan runner up. 2015, Yasser Dogu bronze. 2014, Ivan Uregan champ. 2009, Junior World Silver. So never made okay. a senior world team in Russia. No. But I've been doing some research, and that's actually kind of hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, are we all going umpire here, or now are we having we having second thoughts? I'm having second thoughts. You after know what? Those Southeast Open results. <laughs> Mueller shocked the world. Let's go UVA, a Texan as well. I think I think I'm just gonna I'm a, I'm a... Also, there's there is something about just the preparation level. Mueller's been preparing to wrestle. He's competing to you know make teams. Umpire is training. He's helping out, but he's not like in the streets active right trying to make world teams anymore so the motivation level and the preparation level um has me leaning back to Mueller. okay hold on though i just looked at uh 2016 uregan he tech fall daniel dennis 15 to 5. yeah that's not good well do you think that's that bad he kind of dan that's kind of made an olympic team that year he kind of (laughs) did he dan almost pinned him he yeah. hit this beautiful. But he did. But he he lost fifteen to five. I called the fall. I called it. They wouldn't call it. He was down like six nothing at the break, and then he bombed Ampar, and then Ampar got off his back and scored many more points. Yeah, that was messed up. Let's see. So Ampar was up. Uh, let's see. Period one, he's up seven zero, and then he yep he he gets bombed at the beginning of period two, and then just gets two more four point moves to tech fall him. Yeah. He just caught him. He's not gonna catch. <laughs> um, hey, you know what? Sometimes you get international results and they add like a, another last name. Like you know, you never knew Jordan Burrow's name was middle name was Ernest. Yeah. Do you know Daniel Dennis has a dash on and a, another last name? What? On here it says Daniel Dennis slash Kingston. <laughs> his his middle name probably his middle name's probably Kingston. I'll, I'll try to get to the bottom of this. Uh, that, that's weird. Yeah. So in that year, he, he ends up losing the finals to Bogomolov. Uh, that guy's good. So, yeah, he's really good. Hey, Christian, I got four. I just want to let you. I got four minutes until I, I I have to leave. I know okay. you do. I know that that is the reality. And um, we're, we're we're wrapping up here. Let me see. Okay. Oh, a lot of people are asking about your progress in watching the wire and giving like a, a update so far. Are you still watching it? Uh, we, you know what? We haven't got too much the last couple nights. Um, uh, I think we're, we finished episode three maybe or something like that. All right. I'll say I think episode three. Yeah. He's not, he's not hooked mm-hmm. yet. Okay. Last question. Only question, but I, we had good questions and so we'll carry them over because we do have tomorrow's show special Ooh. Friday mm-hmm. edition. We'll probably have, more interesting news about the eight man. We'll be able to talk about what happened at Beat the Streets. We'll get these questions. I'll copy. I'll paste them over to the tomorrow's document. We'll talk about them. So yeah, full show tomorrow. But here's the question. Very simple. What is the best Beat the Streets match of all time? Um, I mean, Yanni Vajrang was great, and that, but that's just uh, recency bias. Yes. 
So I think there, there's a couple on the list for me. Steber Chikayev, I don't know if you remember this one, but it was crazy. Mm. He got a two at the last possible second to beat Chikayev. Very exciting match. That was a great one. The drama around the Olympic team spot with Coleman and Sean Bunch mm. and Reese was pretty insane. Those weren't the best matches, but the, that, that was, was that, that was made awesome. it interesting. Yanni Bajrang, as you mentioned, excellent. But without question, in my but. mind, it's got to be Burroughs Chimizo. The, the slip and slide match of Palooza. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. That amazing, was awesome. amazing freaking match. Yeah. Incredible. It, it, I really, it was another one of those, oh, Burroughs is going to lose match. And he just figured it out, found a way. Chimizo looked so good. That late double, after literally he was just sliding straight out of bounds, finding it was uh, another one of those crazy yeah. Jordan Burroughs is just built different moments. Okay. We got to go. We got to go. Ben's got to right. go. We got to keep him healthy. So thank you I'll guys see you so tomorrow. much for Talk wrestling. We'll That'd see you tomorrow. Awesome. But we'll also see you tonight. We got wrestling. I'm going to be oh, yeah. in the chat for the thing, the chat party, whatever you call it. We got our guys Bader and Mike Mal and Bray and Spay and Ollie on the scene in New Jersey or New York, one of those states. And, and undisclosed, location undisclosed location that you will never know. You'll never know. So excited about that. Watch some wrestling tonight. Talk about it tomorrow. You want to wrestle and you're 195 pounds or less? Hit us up. Most of you, many of you, have already. Or if you're more than 195 pounds and want to cut weight. Yeah, if you were like, hey, this is a time for me to get down <laughs> under 195 again. This is an opportunity. October 31st. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. Happy Thursday. See you later. <laughs>